Today's show is sponsored by ClearFlow Water Systems. Go to clearflow.com to learn how you can save money by ordering factory direct on water treatment systems for your home or for your place of business. That's K-L-E-A-R-F-L-O.com. ClearFlow specializes in saltless systems that do not require salt, and they're really big on providing whole house toxin filtration. ClearFlow cuts out the middleman, saving you lots of money. Visit their website and give them a call today. Remember, it's never too early to click that like button. And I love those comments. So don't forget to leave a comment before you leave this video. In case you don't already know, I'm giving away free silver once I reach 2,500 subscribers. I'm almost there. So if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. We're caught in a trap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Don't you know? All right. I'll probably never do that again. Last night, uh, the missus and I, we went and watched Elvis the movie in the theater. It was all right. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of the scenes were, were probably overdone uh, for my taste. Uh, but it was definitely an eye-opener. I, I was expecting the movie to be more based on Elvis's perspective, his accomplishments, what he did. Uh, I, I was hoping the movie was going to be more uh, inspirational, but it was definitely not inspirational. It was more of a an eye-opener, more of a warning uh, what not to do and uh, to watch out for bad people, uh, people who can uh, really betray you, uh, be snakes in your life. you got to be careful who you trust. That's my opinion. Uh, some of you uh, may really have loved the movie. Uh, either way, share a comment down below. Let, let me know what you thought of uh, the Elvis movie. So the title of this show is Most Do Not Understand Why We Have Hard Times. Whether you want to define whether we are in recession right now or not, hard times are ahead. So back in 2004, I, I can remember on a warm summer late night, I uh, was sitting out on my front porch of uh, my mini mansion, my brand new mini mansion in a very nice gated community. It was in the mountains uh, in Southern California. Very nice, very nice home, nice community. I'm sitting out on the front porch uh, with my firstborn. She wasn't even a year old yet. Uh, she was standing, I can remember uh, sitting on the steps, looking out to the valley with all the, the beautiful lights. And I can remember uh, holding her and we, we were looking at the moon. And I can remember uh, whispering into her ear that, you know, hey, God loves you. Mom and daddy love you. And you can grow up to be anything you want. Uh, as long as you're willing to put forth the effort and work hard, you can do anything. And uh, those stars that you see up above are, are not limits. Uh, there's no limit to those stars. Uh, you can go over and beyond. I remember this because I had done this countless, countless times. Uh, it kind of became a, a ritual between daddy and my firstborn, my daughter, We'd go out and we'd look for the moon. Sometimes we'd see it out in the sky. Sometimes we wouldn't see it out there in the sky uh, before I'd put my daughter down uh, to bed. At this time, I was a multimillionaire. I kind of considered myself semi-retired. Now, At this time, I don't remember the exact count I had in 2004, but I, I had uh, eventually I had over 144 investment properties from this short period of time uh, before the housing market uh, bubble had bursted and brought us into a recession there going into 2010. Uh, but I, at this time in 2004, I, I had countless uh, number of investment properties. I was doing really well. I could buy anything I wanted. I could travel anywhere I wanted. And, but I, I didn't, I, I chose, I, I, my passion was being this new father. 
I, I loved my, my wife at the time and uh, my new uh, child. And I knew we knew that we wanted to have more children as we were just getting started. But that was my new love. That was my new passion was, was being a family man. That's what I wanted. I, I had many nights like that uh, after that, uh, countless nights where I would just go out at night just randomly. And I would just think about, man, how, how blessed I am, how what a wonderful life I have. I've spent many years, several years, uh, just in, in amazement that this wonderful life that God had given me. Now, eventually I moved the family out to the state of Indiana. I was pursuing uh, getting into the shopping mall uh, industry. That's what I was going to do. I was going to start building shopping malls out in the state of Indiana. We we had bought uh, a, a, another mini mansion in the, one of the most prestigious neighborhoods in the state of Indiana. It was my absolute favorite. We, we looked into several neighborhoods and this was my favorite uh, uh, neighborhood. And we bought a, a home there and, and life was just fabulous and life was just great. I, I had everything that I wanted. Now I did hold off on some deals. I was getting ready to close on my first deal. This was right at right after the, uh, the housing bubble had bursted. And I, I saw like the writing on the wall and I decided, you know, I'm just going to hold off. I, I saw a recession coming. I knew there was a recession on the way and I just decided to hold off on any big deals. Regardless, at this time, we still had a lot of investment properties. And so I did not worry. I was still semi-retired and my wife continued to spend like, you know, there was nothing in the in our, in our way. Next thing you know, now we're in the middle of a recession and what once was our assets kind of started to become our liabilities. What do you do when you have liabilities? You want to get rid of them. But I didn't have a mentor telling me saying, Hey, Rich, you got to do this and do that. I kept all my eggs in one basket. I was busy being a full-time husband and a full-time father. I guess you could say I fell asleep at the wheel. I, I was drunk on love, being feeling semi-retired. I thought I was invincible. And I, with, with all my time that I spent just relaxing and enjoying life and not getting back to the grind, plus on top of that, I had a church calling that consumed a lot of my time too. I had a, a leadership role, which and at the time I was more than happy to give it all that. It wasn't a burden. It was something that I was enjoying doing. It was something that I was willing to do. My, my church responsibilities were, were not just on the weekends. They were throughout the week. I had a lot of responsibility. I was looking out for a lot of people and, and I had a lot of meetings and I had a lot and I even traveled. The stake that we lived in covered almost half of, uh, of, of Southern Indiana. So there was a lot of travel involved. There was a lot of meeting with people and I had to bring people together. There was just a lot going on. I'm not saying I, I have any regrets for what I did, but I regret falling asleep at the wheel and, and not staying more focused and keeping my eye on our earnings and our assets and our capital. I just, I, I just didn't do it. I loved living in Indiana. Are you kidding me? Indiana was, was heaven to me. You know, the Midwest, feeling like I was a little bit in the South, uh, the Hoosiers uh, there were just some of the greatest people, in my opinion. And I, I considered, I began to consider myself a Hoosier. But unfortunately, uh, my wife at the time, she began to hate Indiana. We, we lived there for six years and she hated Indiana and she wanted out. And to her defense, a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, she didn't have any family out there. So we would have to go through, ex, ex, you know, extreme travel and we'd have to travel far to, to visit family 
And but our lives were there in Indiana, and she just kind of grew to hate Indiana. Now in 2012, uh, even after we were deep into the recession, but we were starting to climb out of the recession, I found myself uh, uh, with a position with a company, a company there in Indianapolis. Now I was I was dearly loved by this CEO of this company, and he wanted to expand his business, uh, and he wanted me to help him with that. So he he offered me to move anywhere I wanted in the country. Uh, to, to be an outside regional manager. Now, I wanted to go to Texas. That was where I wanted to go next. Both my wife at the time and I, we, we knew that we did not want to go back to California. We both had family moved to Utah in recent years, and we just thought, you know, hey, Utah would be a great place, but yet it's even closer uh, to to our home of California. So I agreed, and I still wanted to go to Texas and but we we agreed and we came to Utah and so I took the position to Utah. Well, shortly after relocating to Utah, I wised up uh, and I decided, you know, I'm I'm going to go ahead and start my own company because that's what I do. You know, I, I I've been an entrepreneur since 1995, and so I started my my new company. So I find myself working about 80 hours a week building this new company. And this company is not just going to be a, a small company. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be big. I have to do it on a large scale nationwide. So I, I spent a lot of time building this company up here in Utah. We, we have basements. And so I spent most of my life in the basement of that home where we lived building this company less than a year after being in Utah, my, my, my wife at the time tells me she wants a divorce just like that. Uh, my whole life came crashing down on me. Uh, I, I didn't even see this coming. I had no idea. And I was just completely clueless. I thought we had a happy marriage. The funny thing is, is that leading to when she came up to me and said she wanted a divorce two weeks prior, I, I kind of suspected that something wasn't right. And I even talked to her and I asked her about it. I said, Hey, is, is there something you're wanting to talk to me about? Is there something you want to share with me? Something seems out of sorts. And she, oh, no, no, it's fine, you know. And, and uh, but anyway, when, when the moment came when she told me that she wanted a divorce, it, it took me by surprise and my, my whole entire world just came crashing down on me. I was really blindsided. From the time that she told me she initially wanted the divorce, two months went by. We went through the motion. Uh, we, we went and did some therapy, some counseling, some marriage counseling. But it was never her intent to, to, to fix our marriage because she had cheated on me. She had already she was already in love with this other man. But she went through those motions anyway just to satisfy family. We we both came from religious families, and she just went through the motion to show, hey, I did everything I could. During those two months, it was very emotional draining, and it really pretty much put a hold on my my new business that I was starting. And it put a hold on pretty much everything. And I mean, it just, it just pretty much about killed me. After we went our separate ways, things got ugly. She uh, decided that she had to tell every, she had to justify leaving me by making up lies about me. She had to make up stories and she had to play the victim in order to receive new friends and to receive the people to rally around her and help her give her support. A lot of you probably have heard this story before. Unfortunately for me, she being the woman, the lady, me being the man, uh, society frowns upon the man every time. And so that just even made things matters even harder for me. She couldn't have just divorced me 
And then we just went our separate ways and moved on. She had to have something to feed off of. She had to feed off of my past success and she had to play this victim because as I mentioned, she just fueled off of that and she built a new uh, circle of friends. And she also uh, was able to start a new career path by playing this, I survived, I'm this victim uh, individual. Ugly thing about it is that her, her new man, who she eventually married, uh, he, he, he got tired of hearing about how good things were before uh, all my accomplishments through my children. He got tired of hearing about it. He became jealous. And so uh, through her, through my ex, through my children's mother, they, these two did everything they could to eliminate me and get me completely out of their lives. And how to do that other than by making me sound like I am this monster, I am this bad, horrible person. So that's what I went through for several years. Now, I, I didn't want to spend too much time talking about uh, my divorce and, and just how hard and how bad things were at that time. I, I will save some more, uh, share some more stories and details, but but I do want to focus on the fact of, of hitting rock bottom, hard times. Why? Why do we go through this? Why do we experience trials? Why do we experience such hard times? Why? I spent countless nights asking God, why? Why do you allow this to happen to me? You loved me so much for so, for so many years, for 10 plus years, you gave me everything. You put me on top of the world. Why have you allowed this to happen to me? Why am I brought to so much ruin and so much heartache and so much pain? Why? I, I literally had trusted family members and close friends refer to me as Job. At this time, I really didn't know much about Job other than the fact that I knew he lost everything and he went through uh, some extreme trials. And uh, so I, I decided to read uh, the, the Bible. I, I read a little more about Job and his experiences. One piece of advice that I did receive from Job uh, was the fact that he said uh, after he lost almost everything in his life, his children, his home, uh, his his wealth. After he lost everything, he said that he still trusted in him, referring to God. He said, I trust in him. I even came across this, this painting here by a local artist here in Utah. I'm going to show it to you here. Now, in this, uh, I'm going to try to keep the reflection off of it. But this is by a local artist by the name of uh, David Bowman. And David Bowman... David Bowman uh, did this painting based off of a scripture from St. Matthew uh, 25, 23, where it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Now, I came across this during uh, the beginning uh, when my wife, my wife at the time, my ex, uh, before we, you know, when we were going through this, uh, counseling period before she, you know, we went separate ways. And so even though I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing, I was being a good and faithful servant. Th this brought me a lot of comfort. This brought me a lot of uh, motivation to, to continue uh, to do good and to continue to do my best, to continue to remain being faithful uh, and keeping his commandments and, and staying on the right path. And so this picture brought me a lot of comfort. I had it by my bedside. I'd take it with me when I'd, when I'd travel. And the weirdest thing is, is that my ex, while we were going through this trying to save our marriage, she, she took this from me and she, she would hide it. And I would find it in the oddest places because all she wanted to do was tear down my spirits and she wanted to uh, defeat me. I continued throughout the years to question 
God, you know, why do you allow this to happen? Uh, because do you think my, my ex ever came clean and said, Hey, I just made it all up. No, she's still living the, I'm a survival victim and everything. And so that my, my, as you can imagine, uh, my children continue to experience that pain and that emotional, uh, abuse from their mother. She had her free agency. She made choices. And unfortunately me and my children, our children, we were the real and true victims of this situation, but people don't see it that way. Not even, not even the state of Utah, not even the courts. The courts have always said, we don't care. Uh, we're not getting involved in emotional abuse and we don't care about how the parents uh, treat children. As long as there's no blood, we don't care. We stay out of it, unfortunately. So basically, and that's another entire video, but the state of Utah does nothing, absolutely nothing to protect my children from this type of abuse. Now, God did not want this upon me, okay? God did not line me up for this to happen. Uh, my partner, my, 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 my ex-wife, she had her free agency and she made the choice to break up this family. Now, I'm not saying that God wanted this to happen to me, but he, he allowed it, you know? I had made choices uh, based on, uh, you know, my entrepreneurship, uh, me spending a lot of time, hours working. And my ex, she made the choice that she wanted the divorce and she fell in love with someone else and, and she has her reasons, right? Uh, but God allowed this to happen. Perhaps there's nothing that God could have done to have stopped it. I mean, what would he have done? Struck my ex in the in the head with a bolt of lightning and told her, hey, do not divorce Rich Neely. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But God knew that if I could get through this, it would make me stronger and it would put me in a position to have the ability to help others with similar circumstances. Now, this is not my only purpose for this channel, The Rich Neely Show, but along with the show, I hope that I can reach an audience, reach a group of, of others that have been through or are going through what I went through and I want to be a help. I want to be a support. And for you to hear me say, hey, you know what? Things are going to work out. You're going to get through this. Trust in him. If, you, if you're not religious, if you don't believe in God, that's fine. That's, that's up to you. That's your choice. But that doesn't mean that you can't find a way to get through these struggles and to turn your life around and make it better and greater than it's ever been before. Through YouTube, through these podcasts. Oh, and by the way, I, I am starting to upload uh, these episodes on a podcast. Uh, I, I've got it set up for Spotify. I, I, I've got this account that's supposed to send it out to everyone, but I still have to go to these other uh, podcasts to uh, set things up. But I'm on Spotify. So if you look up the Rich Neely show or Rich Neely, you should be able to find me. You can start listening to this in your car uh, when you're driving down the road. But God has given me the ability to be able to reach out to you. Now, your trials, your hard times, your rock bottom doesn't have to be in line with what I had experienced. We all have trials. We all have different types of circumstances. I understand you would like to see and, and taste and feel and understand that right now, but you're not supposed to. See, if, if you understood and you saw that, then there would be no hard time. You'd just be like, oh, man, I see the future. This is how things are going to end out for me, man. This is great. And then there would be no pain. There would be no struggle. There would be no suffering. Because once you get through this, once you get past the through the light, you see the light at the tunnel. Once you pass through that tunnel and everything makes sense, you will appreciate life even more than you had before. I promise you that. It may not be on the time clock that you would like it to be, 
But I promise you, you will get through there. It could take a year. It could take 10 years. It could take a hundred years. It doesn't matter. Do not give up. Hang in there. You will get through this and everything will make sense. I promise you. I just want to quickly point out, have you guys seen those images coming back uh, recent weeks uh, from the new James Webb uh, Space Telescope? If you look at those images, if you haven't seen them, Google them. James Webb uh, Space Telescope. Look at those images that are coming back. They're saying that those galaxies way on the other side of the universe are, are hundreds and hundreds of millions of light years away. So those images we're looking at right now are hundreds of millions of years old. And that's just how far the, uh, the, the telescope has reached and, and looked. There's no telling what's further and beyond that. But when you look at these images, they, they could zoom back out and show you just how incredible the universe is. I'm telling you, my friends, if you don't believe in God, look at these images. If you look at these images, you can see with your own eye that is intelligence. If there was a Big Bang, it was it was done by the hand of God, okay? The creation of all these stars and these galaxies is just unbelievable. I personally don't understand. Anyone uh, could, could see that, that this is all just by chance. But I don't want to turn this show or this episode into an argument about whether God is real or not. But if you just step back, you can see that there is a benefit for you in the universe whether it just be here in your very own home, no matter where you are, whether you're down in a basement or if you're in your man cave or your woman, your lady cave, no matter where you are, you're sitting in your car and you're just having a really hard time. Know that God has a plan for you or there is a plan for you. And if, if there's no God, then you plan it. You plan it for yourself. But either way, there's no point there's no reason to give up. I believe in God. I truly believe that our time here on earth uh, is for a reason. I believe that there was, we had spiritual uh, beings before we came here and there's going to be a purpose after. And I don't think it's just to, to rest and relax up in the clouds in a place called heaven or to boil in a boiling pot of uh, fiery hell. I personally believe that there's going to be progress. I personally believe that there's much more out there than we possibly know. And I personally believe that if we all knew this without a shadow of a doubt, uh, with every, we knew this of every fiber of our being. If we knew these things, then then this wouldn't be a test. There'd be no point. Uh, that we wouldn't have to prove ourselves uh, worthy of of what is to come in the next life. There would be no right. There would be no wrong. There there would be no point if we were just here to take up space. If we were just bacteria matter. One thing for sure. We all have different circumstances. We all have different levels of trials. Some of us might have it so hard and so difficult. We might be looking at others and think, oh, gee, they think they have problems. I'd rather trade my problems and have their problems. But we we really don't know what others are going through. It's easy to uh, stand on the other side of the, the window and look out and look at others and, and judge or think that they have something easier or harder, but we really don't know. But one thing is for sure, whether you want to define whether we are in recession right now or not, it's on its way. Hard times are ahead. What are you doing right now to prepare for what hard times are to come? Me personally, I, I've been studying the economy, uh, economics for a while. 
uh, on a personal level. And personally, what I have gathered, uh, I personally believe that we have some some hard times that we have never seen before. Sure, some of us are going to benefit from it financially. It'll, it'll create an opportunity for uh, for the wealthy to to go ahead and gain more assets. Very similar to what happened during the Great Depression in the 1930s. But for the most part, I believe most Americans, most people in this world are going to suffer greatly. So whether you have things good or easy now, if you're going through a season that I had went through in the past where everything is just great and wonderful, what are you doing now to prepare for hard times? It's not a conspiracy theory. It, it, all you have to do is study the, the numbers, study the economy, st study global affairs, and, and you will know and see uh, the, the writing is on the wall there are very hard times ahead. I would caution you to go ahead and see what steps you can start putting in play uh, to help uh, to create a soft landing for you and your family. But I'd really like to hear from you guys. I'd like some feedback. I'd love to hear your comments on the topic of hard times, what we've got ahead, how we're going to deal with these hard times. And we may not all have the same answer, but we all have different lives. We all have different circumstances. You're going to have to conclude for yourself what you need to do to prepare and get yourself ready. Hard times are ahead, my friends. I'm sorry to be a bearer of bad news. If you haven't yet, give this video a like. Please give it a like. Share it with a loved one. Thank you for watching. I'll see you guys in my next video.